This is the Hello World Podcast, where we talk about habits of success, habits of excellence, entrepreneurship, leadership, learning and development, and outlook that will help us succeed through life. This is Louis Banta, CEO and Chief Trainer of Learning Just Made Better or LJMB. Hi, this is Rain of Team LJMB and you're about to listen to Louis Banta's video on preparing your content and delivery for the virtual presentation meeting. They say that preparation and planning is half the battle and half the success of anything. These are the activities that we can do days before the meeting, focusing on preparing our content and delivery for the virtual presentation. There are nine steps that I'm going to show you. What is on this slide would be the first six steps. We'll add the three on another slide later. And step number one is to study the account. Let's focus on studying the account. Just three letters for us here, knowing our customers, K-Y-C. And the first one would be basic organization or company information. Anything that you would need to be able to fill out your company or client information sheet is part of that basic information. But beyond that is really understanding the business and the background of our client or partner in terms of the PESEL factors, P-E-S-T-L-E, political, environmental, societal, technological, legal, and economic. How is the client competing in the market? Who are their target customers? What products and services do they offer? How are they performing as compared to competitors, direct or indirect? What other factors affect their survival, growth or expansion factors? What internal issues or constraints do they have, including resources and budget? The third would be the client's reported business needs. What information have they already shared with us? What do they indicate as our product, service, value offerings that they would need and in what quantities? The next one would be business opportunities. There are times when they only ask for this, but we see a chance for us to be able to serve them with other value offerings as big as this. And that's the opportunity, a need that they may not be aware of. What is their decision-making process? Who are the players that are involved? Who approves? And are you talking to the approver? What is the level of authority of the person that you are talking to right now? Who will be in the meeting? And how long does it usually take them to decide? Because that determines your sales cycle. And the client may not be a first-time client. You may be talking to a long-time, long-term partner or account. Maybe it's time to discuss contract details, contract renewal, or maybe resolve recurring irritants in the customer and provider relationship. And the next one is interesting because 
you will need to look at the personality of the individuals who go to the meeting. And one such variable that I'd like us to focus on would be the nationality and the culture represented by the attendees. Adapt to the audience by learning if you're talking to locals or other nationalities. North Americans and Europeans may you know, prioritize time and immediately get down to business Whereas if you're talking to Asians and Middle East counterparts, they may warm up first, be that warming up first before we try to go down to the discussion of revenue. They would want more pleasantries first and try to build trust in the conversation before get, getting down or going down to business. An important thing that I also ask from prospective clients and partners is what is the preferred platform or communication medium that they want to use? Do they prefer to use a video platform? And if they do, what is their preference? During the past 12 weeks, I discovered around 10 video conferencing tools in this time of the pandemic. MS Teams, Zoom, WebEx, Skype, Google Meet, GoToMeeting, RingCentral, DingTalk, used by the Alibaba group of companies, FaceTime, and Viber as well. Is there a preference or a security requirement? If they require MS Teams or WebEx or DingTalk because that's the only thing allowed in their enterprise, you would need to know how to operate that. If it's just a preference, maybe because they're only exposed to that, I will recommend either Google Meet or Zoom because of their ease of use. Take note that some clients and partners are not comfortable with video calls. Some are saving up their data for other use, and some don't have fast connection, so you will have to settle for an audio call. My preference is to hop into a video call, especially for people I'm meeting for the first time. It's important for me to see faces just to instantly create that feeling of connection. And you know, somehow it contributes to building some trust, some sort of now I've known you, I've seen you. I will encourage meeting my attendees to really go through video, show them their faces themselves through video. I will explain why it's better that way. However, when the client says, no, I'm not comfortable, then all you have is a regular call. Just make do with what you have and maximize it and increase your active listening and sensitivity. With repeat clients and partners, I already have a relationship with them, an audio call is enough. Or we can get into video calls but allow everyone else except the speaker to turn off their videos, especially when it's a big group and we'll need to also reduce the stress on the internet connection. After analyzing your audience and doing your KYC, the next is to ask, what is my objective as I go to the virtual meeting? It can be any or any combination of the following. We would want to introduce our organization and ourselves as a sales professional to a prospect or a new account, or you would like to identify more opportunities for additional business and revenue, possible joint activities, or provide them information or introduce services that can add greater value in the customer relationship. And at times, we would go to present in a first or initial meeting 
especially in a multi-meeting or multi-stage selling cycle, we would need to go past one meeting or the first meeting and need to be recommended for the next with a higher level decision maker. So if you're dealing with the gatekeeper, the assistant, the second in command or with procurement, you really need to focus on getting that recommendation of the person that you're meeting with right now so that you can really come face to face with the next higher authority. Or you had the previous meeting where you presented your proposal, but both parties would need time and information to analyze what you're proposing. You would need to schedule a new meeting to address objections or to handle negotiations. Or you just need to really get secure that yes answer and get approval of your proposal. What is your objective when you're going to the virtual presentation meeting? Now it's time to develop your presentation flow and talking points. After the introductions, you deliver your creative opening. And it's important that you're able to get the audience attention at the start. Questions such as, how does the thought of saving $5 million sound to you? Or we're excited to share with you how we can help you outdo your competitors given the price war currently happening in your industry. And if there's any available information or any previous meeting, a recap of highlights and agreements are required, then we proceed to your usual company presentation for new accounts and partners. You jump to your proposal presentation where you present the product FBA, features, benefits, and advantages. Now, I won't touch on this anymore because you are tenured and experienced sales professionals. You know your product services and features and benefits and you know how to explain them when it comes to anticipating objections and preparing your best responses again this is not a sales training course we have a separate course for that the basic selling program you've been taught in your previous sales training to use techniques such as direct denial indirect denial compensation technique the smile and agree and even the boomerang technique. And importantly, the closing, your CTA or call to action. When you end any presentation, do not end with, that's all for my presentation. That's it. Because if you listen to that's all or that's it, you listen to them carefully, analyze the words, you realize that you belittle the value of your presentation. You belittle the efforts that you put forth in preparing for everything. So end all presentations with a powerful call to action. Sign up now, approve of this, and expand your market coverage. Renew now and save yourself the hassle. Then you will have to focus on preparing your visual aids. And your visual aids come in the form of any of the following options. The usual classic time-tested PowerPoint deck, which sometimes you save into a PDF file. The difference is that with PowerPoint, you can animate content with PDF. While the content is not animated, you can zoom in for 
a better, bigger picture, better view of the fonts and even images. You can also send video and you can also use a virtual whiteboard. Now, these are one of the easiest to use because these are either existing materials without the need for customization or just minor customization. Some of the things that you need to be conscious of when you're preparing PowerPoint presentations is to make sure that they create an impact. The audience needs to be able to read them quickly. So in cases of text-heavy slides, make sure that you emphasize keywords by using bigger font sizes for key phrases or using a different font type or using a different font color for important information, numbers, figures, or highlighting the key messages with shapes around them using relevant images for your slides and if you're going to put charts and graphs make sure that they're easy to understand and not overwhelming now you have powerpoint you have your pdf file which usually is your company profile and product catalog you have your video file you can send the corporate video client testimonials and product demonstrations or you may also pull up your virtual whiteboard feature that's available in some video conferencing platforms. And you use this if you have a need to do on-the-spot sketches or let's say computations. Most of us are just getting exposed to this new skill of virtual presentations. We may have used MS Teams before in meetings in previous years, but not five days a week and not eight hours a day. Just like any new skill, we will master our virtual presentation delivery through practice, practice, and practice. And I really recommend that you do demo presentations with your manager or colleague serving as the client, the account, or the partner. And in your practice sessions, please use the preferred communication medium or video platform of your target account or client. Record the session. Yes, in MS Teams, you can do that. I believe in Zoom as well. And review the video recording after. Get feedback as well from your manager or colleague who played the role of the account or the client. And the feedback should now focus on six areas from professional appearance all the way to your scripts, handling of objections, negotiations, and your closing pitch. Definitely open and honest feedback from the person who played the role of the accountant partner is critical because we may have blind spots. We may not realize that we would need to fix our facial expressions or do something new about our gestures and posture to be able to project a more confident and competent impression over the video call. While you are learning about delivering virtual presentations, some of your clients may also be in the same learning curve. So make it easy for them. Send complete information, meeting invites with video meeting links, IDs, passwords, and other login instructions, frequent mistakes that people have. Give them alternative numbers to call, your mobile phone number, so in case there are barriers to joining the video call. And to ensure that you can have a productive meeting in 30 minutes, 45 or one hour, send in advance the following 
files, presentations, documents, proposals, and more so, videos. Send them in advance so that the client in the account can review them, they can write their comments and questions, they can also share it to people within their own organizations to get feedback and to get buy-in. Especially videos, do not attempt to play them in the video call because my experience is that they may not play well given connectivity issues. One suggestion that I'm really passionate about is first to use the power of our phones. Get your phone, video record you presenting the company, your product and service, with or without the benefits of slides flashed in your laptop or in your TV, send that to the client so that they can re review that in advance. And when you jump to the meeting proper, less presentations, more engagement, because the client may now start to ask, ask questions. And you just provide answers and lead the discussion. Remember, since people's attention spans are shorter in virtual meetings, make meetings shorter and engaging. All thinking time, all viewing time, and all monologues are best done before the meeting. Steps 7, 8, and 9 are three pre-meeting activities that you can do at the latest one hour before the meeting. The first one is prepare your equipment and environment. No equipment, no call. Your tech equipment will, of course, be your laptop and your desktop. It's useful to have two screens open. And on a second screen, you can open all the other documents and files that you sent to the client for your ready reference. It's also best to have a backup gadget, whether it's a tablet or your smartphones, especially when laptops suddenly start acting up when they don't work and when video calls don't uh, work as well. You can just resort to your backup audio call. Make sure that you have your video call software app downloaded. The client requested for WebEx or GoToMeeting or DingTalk. You have to download them maybe days before and also study them, look at what's common with the features of the one that you're used to. Audio, microphone, and speakers. Be aware that your gadget may not be working properly on a given day. I was in a meeting where I asked my client if uh, she can turn her video on so I can introduce her to my associate. She said her video wasn't working for the past three days. So make sure that you check audio microphone, speakers, and video. Ensure that your gadget batteries are fully charged. You don't want to be wrapping up with a meeting and then delivering your closing at 3% battery and you're scrambling for all the chargers. So have the chargers ready, not just available, but ready for plugging. What I usually do is that I plug the charger and then I just put the other end of the charger on standby so whenever my laptop goes on low bat state, it's very easy, spend one or two seconds to just plug it. To better engage and delight our clients and partners, make it a pleasant experience for them, visually and auditorily. Arrange your environment in the office 
or in your work from home office to ensure best video view, best angle, best background, and best lighting. What is the best video view? It's best if the full head is shown and shoulders and gestures are seen. You don't want to be featured as a one-by-one one photo. Best angle is eye level, not above or not below. The camera, the video cam, should be at eye level. So that's a problem when you have your laptop on the table and your laptop is focused upward. There are also some webcams that are mounted on big monitors and the focus is downward. Please make sure that the camera is situated at eye level. What's the best background? We should make sure that our background is not overstimulating. You can imagine if you have a library full of different books and that your audience can just pick a book there and it can be a topic of conversation. People are already talking about you in the chat room or private instant messaging. Or they might look at works of art or any other colorful, distracting background and your background even competes with you. But I'm also not suggesting having a boring white space behind you. Make sure that it's not any of these two ends in this continuum. And I was just talking about the best view, full head, and not zoomed in on your forehead or your eyes or just your face. Making sure that your shoulders and gestures are seen because you know how passionate people present. You really also use your gestures to emphasize certain things that you say. I was just talking about the best angle. The best angle should be eye level, not below, right? And it may not be flattering for some people to use. For best lighting, best to face the light source, whether the light source would be an open window in a sunny day or your light in the room. You may also want to buy your ring light. There are small, medium, and big sizes of this. This would be a very good example where the person is not facing the light source, not taking advantage of the natural light. Okay? Could really be a very good opening for a horror movie, a no-no in virtual presentations. Also, choose a location or spot in your home or office away from any background noise. Kids playing, dogs barking, cars passing by and revving, people watching TV. And of course, my pet peeve would be that electric fan focused on the microphone, perhaps the most unpleasant sound of all that I can hear in the call. Let's do this for the meantime until all of our video platforms have noise-canceling features. For less or no interruptions, have everything that you need in your working area. And by everything that you need, I'm referring to all of these items that you also have in your handout. I'm showing my workplace at home, my corner office. You know, I've been working from home since 2005, but I have an office in Makati and I would frequent my clients' premises, training rooms, and 
similar venues either in hotel and conference centers, but I had this since 2005. My tip is to have everything that you need so you'll be less interrupted. When I sit down at 8.30 in the morning, I will just stand up at around 12 noon to have lunch. I make sure that I have all of these items, my gadgets, and I have two screens here. I do have pen and paper and my notes from previous meetings, documents I share to clients. It's also very easy to open different screens and applications here. I have a big screen for my iMac. And don't forget my drink, which should last for two to three hours the entire morning or entire afternoon, plus my daily dose of coffee. I'm very near the charging station in the sockets. I do have additional lighting courtesy of the lamp, and I'm also very near the internet router. This spot, this location is critical, so you can have a seamless video call experience as well. Your tech is ready. Your environment is ready. How about you? How are you an hour or minutes before the meeting? Are you distracted? Can you focus? Are you happy, sad, angry, afraid, frustrated? And what is your confidence level as you go to a meeting? Here are my tips. If you just came from a tense meeting, emotionally frustrating or draining conversation, use SBR. All of these tense situations, I know you joined the meeting with a positive disposition, positive mood, but you end with lots of negative energies. Stop the flow of those negative emotions and thoughts and literally have this self-talk. Stop negativity frustration. Breathe. Bring more oxygen to the brain. Buy time even for a few minutes. Stand up. Take a walk. Go downstairs. Go to the kitchen. Get some water. Prepare more coffee or get a bite. Take a bite. Reframe thoughts. Change your self-talk to a positive one. From that meeting was really just a waste of time to I will ensure that in the next meeting that doesn't happen. I will participate more if you're a meeting participant or if you're a meeting facilitator, I will do better control of the meeting. From a self-talk of he did not understand what I was saying to a self-talk of next time, I'll be ready to explain in different ways so people can understand. And then take action based on that self-talk. Now, a common question of presenters is how do I increase my confidence? A relevant question during pre-COVID, very much relevant during this time when we're getting accustomed to presenting using technology. If only I can sell confidence in tubes or vials, then I can be a rich guy. Good thing, Amy Cuddy, a social psychologist, found out that you can do something with your body to affect hormones that are related to confidence. And she became famous for her experiment, this is really backed by science, that if you do power posing for at least two minutes, what's power posing? That's what you see here, Amy Cuddy herself in one of her TED Talks with that Wonder Woman pose. Now we have a scientific term for that, power 
posing. If you do this for at least two minutes, as found out by Amy Cuddy in her study, and avoid low power poses as well. Your testosterone, the hormone or chemical associated with self-confidence, will shoot up. And your cortisol, that one associated with stress, will go down. The effect of the power pose, which you always see in your favorite superhero. You also see them in sports when, let's say, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Think of your favorite sports player in any sport. They would really raise their hands like this, and they would do these power poses, high power poses, typically associated with high-ranking people. This would be a CEO. This would be a manager. This would be the meeting presider. You know who's in control. And the same people showing that they can also look like hapless and helpless victims if they are doing low power poses. Once again, power posing increases testosterone that associated with self-confidence and lowers cortisol. Behaviors such as this, if done for at least two minutes before your presentation, this act can have a profound impact on our brain and thus boost our confidence. You've done your preparation days before, hours before the meeting, now you log in 5 to 10 minutes before and be ready to start. Be sensitive that the client has logged in already and welcome the client. Always be the first one to welcome. Don't wait for the client to greet you. So look at the camera. Look more at the camera. Just glancing occasionally on your screen, on your slides or documents in front of you. And we're always asking, how will it be without this absence of physical presence? That's the best way we can communicate that we are connected with the client. Confirm with the client as well if your audio video broadcast is working well. I usually ask, is my broadcast coming in well? Is it loud and clear? Is my audio video okay? Do this before the start of the meeting so you ensure smooth communication later on and have some few minutes for troubleshooting if needed. If the client does not appear on video, check with the client if it's okay. Hi, Alex. Is it okay to turn your video on? Suggest and explain why. And you can say something like, Alex, because it's our first meeting, just want to really connect with you personally. Can you please turn on your video, even for just a few minutes? And while waiting for the others to join, especially if you have a big group or more than one person, do not multitask as some of us do. Initiate a relevant conversation to build rapport, especially for first-time meeting participants. Talk about common ground. You should have a common friend, common connection, common interest, knowledge, background, and experience. Show that you've done your homework. Check out the person's profiles in available information in social media. And in one of my recent meetings, I told the managing director, I know you came from company A. I've done work for them before. So while one of their managers in the meeting is doing something, we had that small chat and somehow broke the ice. And expect that the client will be drawn into a conversation with you. 
You can also talk about client-specific information while waiting for the others. You can talk about any information you've gathered before the meeting, verify it, and for all you know, you'll get more details or you'll get a validation of what you previously received. You are now ready to jump to the meeting proper. This is Louis Banta. Thank you for listening to one of my video lectures. We'll upload more of these every week. So please follow us at Spotify.